everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith. I'm here to bring you the preview show ahead of Bayern Munich's Champions League showdown with Lazio. It is a much-anticipated match for many reasons, not the least of which it's a return to the Champions League. Uh, really a phenomenal chance for Bayern Munich to get back on track against a quality competitor, albeit one that is not having its best season at all. This is a Lazio side that is scuffling a bit in Syria. They have not been great overall this season. So you would think that Bayern Munich should have this team right for the pickings and should be able to uh, really come out and establish itself early and show its dominance. But listen, Lazio is the home side. And even though they're sitting in eighth place in Syria, they are a team that I don't think think Bayern Munich can look past, even if Bayern Munich is the heavy favorite here. So let's take a quick look at Lazio. Obviously, their recent turn of events uh, with games in Serie A, is, it's been a little bit better over the course of their last five matches. Three wins, one draw, one loss. But it has not been a fantastic season for Maurizio Sarri. And it doesn't mean that Lazio is completely out of the mix in Serie A at all. Uh, even in eighth place, they have 37 points and fourth place Atalanta has only 42. So this is a Lazio side that could easily get right back into a top four spot in Syria or even a top five spot if it was just aiming for, for your European play next season. So it's not an easy spot for Bayern Munich. But again, when you look at the overall talent level and depth on each team, you would think that Bayern Munich should be able to waltz into Italy. And if it plays hard and it plays focused, should be able to pull out the win. Of course, when you look at Lazio's roster, you see talent, but it's not a lot of, dare I say, brand name talent. You know, you could look at Matteo Guendouzi. You could look at Alessio Romagnoli. There are names that you would know. Uh, two that most Bundesliga fans would be familiar with, Daichi Kamada and Chiro Immobile. Uh, those are two players I think that Bayern Munich will be intimately familiar with. And Immobile, despite his advanced stage at this point, uh, he is still a player who I think you have to watch. And Matthijs De Ligt said as much in some pregame comments. Uh, Immobile is older now. I mean, he's at 33, I believe. So with that, you're not going to get that younger version of him. But you are going to get one that's experienced, one that can find holes in your back line and can take advantage of it. So it is a bit of a uh, of an interesting matchup there in what Lazio brings to the table. As for where Bayern Munich stands, wow, there's a lot to unpack when you look at it that way. Uh, Thomas Tuchel is reportedly going to make some changes to his starting 11. And a very interesting story broke on Tuesday morning that he is looking to instill some self-confidence and leadership into the starting 11, even at the expense of his footballing ideals. And one of the moves that's expected to be made is Thomas Muller returning to the starting 11. So we have talked ad nauseum about Bayern Munich's huge collapse against Bayer Leverkusen this weekend or last weekend. Three nil loss. Byron was completely overmatched. looked like it didn't have a clue. Bad lineup decisions, bad formation. Of course, Tuchel went with a back three, a 3-4-2-1 setup that just did not work. It came out of nowhere. I don't care how much they practice it. It doesn't matter. You didn't have gameplay against the what is the best team in your league at this point. 
you didn't have anything leading into it. So now Tuchel has to go back. He has to shuffle the deck a little bit. And it's interesting that those words were chosen. Leadership. Clearly something that's been missing on the field all season for Bayern Munich. Self-confidence. When you hear self-confidence, you might think, well, of course, a team that's scuffling is confident. But what we have seen in the last few weeks is that some of Bayern Munich's players are battling themselves. Leroy Sané is one of the players you could easily say that about. Now, do I expect Sané to be one of the players left on the bench? Absolutely not. Sané is a key and integral figure under Thomas Tuchel. He is one of Thomas Tuchel's guys. And even though Sané is not a player who is clearly playing with confidence at this point, he'll be in the lineup. So what will Tuchel do? How will he adjust? How does he get self-confidence and leadership into lineup? When I saw the story, of course, Muller was referenced, but I immediately thought of three other players. And those were Yeshua Kimmich, Leon Goretzka, and Matthijs De Ligt. Do I believe that Tuchel's going to overall his, overhaul his lineup so much with Muller, Kimmich, Goretzka, and De Ligt that he would risk having another game where there was a lot of upheaval, a lot of uncertainty, maybe a lot of unfamiliarity? I don't think so, <laughs> but if he really does want to put the self-confidence and leadership back into the lineup, those four players are integral. I mean, Muller's inclusion would speak for itself. Veteran, he's been, he's played in all the biggest games. He's won on all the biggest stages. Everything he brings to the table from on-field leadership and communication to his pressing ability to his innate ability to find his open teammates to his own scoring prowess is needed in this Bayern Munich lineup. They need a 10 who can let Harry Kane cook inside the box. We don't need Harry Kane running around as a six, distributing, facilitating, and setting up lesser players. Absolutely, Muller would allow Kane to push up. And I know one of Tuchel's big problems with Muller is he thinks that Kane and Muller will occupy the same space. Well, maybe that's the point in making this move because you don't want Kane in that space. Let's get Kane a little bit further up the pitch, have him be the target man that he should be on this team, that this team needs. You don't need Harry Kane, the distributor. You need Harry Kane, the man occupying defenders in front of the net. So hopefully that happens. And we get to see Muller and Kane working in tandem as a good one, too, at the top of the formation. Now, if Muller does play, assuming he plays the 10, that would probably push Jamal Musiala to the outside, which is not something he's apparently been too keen on. So if Musiala plays out there, Tuchel knows he's potentially risking alienating his young star. But I think it's a move that needs to be made at this point. And Musiala, if he doesn't want to play wing, there's a nice spot on the bench for you. Because over the last year, Musiala has not been that same player that we saw emerge under Hansi Flick. That, that energetic, skilled, fearless player is gone. This player looks a little bit entitled, looks a little bit like he wants to do things his way. That has not always displayed that vision that we once saw with his play. So with Musiala, I think he needs to be in, uh, be used at the wing. I think he needs to find himself in those 1v1s on the outside. And as I always say, break down a defense from the outside in, create space and opportunities for players like Kane and Muller because they're better finishers than Musiala. And that's just how it is at this point. So I'm, I'm hoping that that's how... Tuchel approaches it. But when you look further down the lineup and we talk about self-confidence and leadership, I don't know how you would go into this match with any other 
central midfield combination than Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka. I'm not sure that's how it's going to play out. And I know that sounds weird, but I think Tuchel has a strong disdain for Goretzka. And I think he really doesn't like Kimmich all that much either. And I mean, some of the stories we've seen lately that there's going to be a massive squad overhaul in the summer and Tuchel was upset at the players not being able to apply his tactics on the field against Bayer Leverkusen. It's a lot of finger pointing coming from a top rather than working to find solutions. So, you know, inevitably now the reaction apparently from the club, if you believe the reports from yesterday, is that, oh, well, it must be the player's fault. And the players certainly do have some fault in all of the things that have gone wrong this season. But the leader of this team, the coach, has not pushed the right buttons, has not played the right players, is completely blind to what combinations work best for him, to what even to what players work best in certain positions. He hasn't seen it or he refuses to see it. But either way, it's just not working out. And Bayern in big games are getting those results that you would expect for a team that looks so uncertain of itself in basically every game. So this is a very, very interesting time for Bayern Munich. It's a very interesting match against Lazio on the road. So how will Tuchel line up? We know that Manuel Neuer has been a little bit banged up, but there's no reason to think that he won't be the starter in between the sticks. So we'll go with him. At center back is a very, very interesting selection here because DeLict sat for a full 90 minutes on Saturday. It's not hard to say, to look at the situation and say that Tuchel's trying to push DeLict out the door. He's telling him without telling him by his actions that he has no use for him. Now, I don't know what happens at training. I don't know what kind of communication happens between the player and the coach in meetings. But either way, every nonverbal signal is being given that Tuchel wants no parts of DeLict on this team. Now, I will say this. There could be an off chance here that Tuchel was saving DeLict to return to Italy, where, of course, DeLict played for Juventus. So maybe he thought in his own warped mind he was doing DeLict a favor, giving him a full rest day against Leverkusen, even though he shouldn't have in a much more important match, um, and doing DeLict a service by letting him sit to be fresh for this match. I don't think that's the case. I'm trying to be optimistic about what he could have been thinking, but instead against Leverkusen, Tuchel rolled out with Kim Min-Jae and Dai Upamakano. And Kim, Kim Min-Jae is running on fumes. I think he's been okay this season, but we're not even going to come close to seeing the best of him because he he is so tired. Uh, Dai Upamakano was just coming off of an injury, which made no sense to rush him back and play him the full game. Clearly did not have his match fitness. Clearly was not all that sharp. Did not have a good game. It didn't make any sense. And if you would have told me that they would have played Leverkusen in a in a four two three one with Delict and Eric Dyer, I would have understood why Tuchel would have done that. At least it would have made sense. And that's where I give the manager credit in situations like that. If he would have taken the players who were healthy, who had just played two weeks, knowing that you have some uncertainty with Kim Min Jae and Dyer Upamakano, if you play. The licked and dire, and you lose. Sure, some people are going to bitch and complain about it, but he did what he needed to do in that instance because he didn't have full confidence in Upamakano and Kim Min Jae, and he shouldn't have. But he rolled them out there anyway, and they struggled for the entirety of the match. This is again, it's not. It's a pattern with Kim Min Jae. He hasn't been that good, and in my mind, like I think you get him some rest. I think you get him fresh, and then you really get a chance to see what you have because if you keep running the guy into the ground you're going to continue to get middling results. 
So this week, what do I think going to happen? What are we going to see in the Champions League? I think we will actually see Delict and Upamakano because I, I don't see how Tuchel can can roll out Kim and Jay again. Although, what do I know, right? Eric Dyer, I think, has fulfilled what he was brought here to do, be an emergency player when needed. I think he's been very, very good. And let's be clear, there's a lot of English hate on the site. I understand it. And I get people have preconceived notions about Dyer. You've watched him for years. You know he's slow, blah, blah, blah. I get it. And I respect everyone's opinion on that. But all I can do is judge him by what he's done at Bayern Munich so far, which has been pretty good. So it wouldn't shock me if Dyer got the nod again, but I don't think Tuchel will do it because I think Tuchel even knows at this point there's a risk of him losing the locker room if he hasn't done it already. He needs to figure some things out. And I think he needs to try and put his best foot forward. If he's had discussions with Upamakano and Upamakano feels like he's 100%, then I wouldn't be shocked to see Upamakano and Delict out there. Delict again, it's also it's a wild card. We could also see Kim Min Jae, who played in Italy last year, get the call because of that connection. Whatever the case, I'll go with Delict and Upamakano because I think Tuchel can't possibly be this daft to think he has room for error in this match. As far as the outside backs go, I don't think we're going to see Sasha Bue out on the left uh, flank again. I don't, I don't maybe ever. Uh, he had a miserable match. I thought he was terrible. But, you know, is that his fault? He doesn't play as a left back or a left wing back. He's mostly been a right back throughout his career. It may not seem like a lot to switch the side of the field, but it clearly affected him. He had trouble checking his right shoulder for the entire or his left shoulder the entirety of the match. Really left uh, the back line scrambling, even with the back three at times. So it was very difficult to watch him do that. Don't quite think he's ready for prime time yet. And I know he played in the Champions League with Galatasaray, but I mean, this is Bayern Munich's a whole different level. And to think that you were going to get this kid and bring him in and everything was going to be perfect, like I think it was really ill conceived. Uh, he's not ready. Maybe he'll get there. He needs more time and we'll see what happens with him. But he's not ready right now and you can't risk it. So the outside back positions, I think we'll see Nusar Mizrawi, who did get some extra rest this week. So it'd be nice to see him out there playing. Uh, a little bit closer to 100% than he was last week. And, and last week, you could argue he was Byron's best defender playing that right wing back position. One of the other options that Tuchel has at left back has to be Rafael Guerrero. If you want leadership, you want self-confidence, you have to roll Guerrero out there. And I think it's not even an, an option right now. <laughs> you have to do it. This is why you brought him here. Alfonso Davies is out. Guerrero is a natural choice. Don't get cute with the selection. Just keep it simple. Go with those players you know have done it before. Guerrero has been pretty solid. I know he's played mostly midfield this year, but I think Byron needs him as a left back here. And if Tuchel's so worried about his pace, then this is probably an instance where maybe you shouldn't have gotten him to back up Davies at left back because Guerrero's pace is that detrimental. It's a completely different playing style than you would have with Davies. And I'm absolutely okay with playing Guerrero because I don't think you need your left backs at this point with this team right now bombing up the field and leaving that back line exposed. I'd rather have a little bit more stability, not take as many chances, and trust that your, your attack and your midfield are going to be able to create more opportunities and score goals, and they won't need all of those extra bodies all the time in the attacking zone. So backline, Delictupa, Meccano, Guerrero, and Mizrahi. 
Central midfield, I'm going to go with Kimmich and Goretzka. Now, Tuchel might be inclined to push Alexander Pavlovich out there one more time. Uh, Pavlovich has been very good. He struggled the last couple of weeks with tracking runners. We know that. I won't beat that into the ground, but it has become an issue. Otherwise, he's been terrific. He's been great. I don't think there's any concern, but he does need to improve that aspect. All that said, you need to go with Kimmich and Goretzka in this one because you need them. You need their leadership. You need their midfield chemistry. They've done it before. They've won a lot of games together. And I think Tuchel needs to realize that, put his ego aside, and play them together. The attacking group, again, very interesting selections. Harry Kane is a no-doubt starter. It looks like by the reports that Muller will be playing. And we can all assume that he'll be joined by Leroy Zane and Jamal Musiala. And I'll predict that Zane and Musiala play on the wings and Muller plays at the 10 because I think that's where he can be most impactful. I think that's where Musiala can be most impactful. And maybe Tuchel's realizing that, that Musiala playing centrally is struggling. I mean, I know we've talked about it a lot and it's a dirty little secret here, but Musiala hasn't been that good. So why not put him out there for an extended period? Let him work his dribbling magic. Let him get that confidence back and, and let him really prosper at the wing position. Don't need him at the 10 when you still have Muller. And when you need to rest Muller, sure, slide Musiala over there. But I think it's very key. If you want to get the most out of Musiala, you have to recognize he's a better wing right now than he is a 10. And it, you can dispute that all you want, but I think the results are there over the past year. He just has not been that impactful. And Tuchel realized that toward the end of last season, which is why Musiala was a super sub in the last game where he scored the goal. It worked out great in that instance. I'm not saying you bench Musiala, but I'm certainly saying you need to get him out of that central role and play him on the wing. So that's what we got for a starting 11. I think that's how Tuchel needs to go. If he's really going to follow that report that we saw to instill self-confidence and leadership, then he needs those players on the pitch. We'll see if he does it. As for a final score, I already predicted this in the weekend warm-up column that we run on Fridays. I'm going to go 2-0 Bayern Munich. I think it's a game where we're probably going to see Harry Kane score a brace. And, uh, you know, listen, this potentially, if Bayern Munich is on point and they look good, they could score four or five goals. I'm not doubting that. I think if Tuchel makes the right lineup selections, if the team plays discipline and they stay focused, they play with energy, this is a match where I don't think they're going to be challenged all that much, even on Lazio's home turf. So that's all we got for this one. If you get a chance, check out our series of podcasts that we've had last week's weekend warm-up, the post-game show following Bayer, the Bayer Leverkusen match, which I think is one of the, the better shows that we've put together that I've been involved in, and also the flagship show. So check those out if you can. Enjoy this match. It'll be a fun one. And if you want to catch me, you can get me at the Barrel Blog on Twitter. You can get the site at Bavarian FB Works. You can get our tweetmeister, Tom Adams, at TommyAdams71. You can get I Need No Name at BFWINNN, and you can get Siler at CYL3R. Enjoy this match. Have a couple of beers on me, and we will see you next time.